You're listening to season two of Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, performers, and kids. Kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it so interesting and fun and sometimes strange. Because music is for you. I am your co-host, Arlene. And I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, Sarah's mom and director and owner of the Lane School of Music. Let's Let's cue the music <laughs> <laughs> all right. welcome to another episode of kids cues and music this is going to be all the funny moments in the last season because i think we're going to decide if we're going to keep doing kids cues and music next year we're not sure but i'm your co-host Elaine, and i'm your co-host rebecca lane and this is kids cues and music's top best top five best it's gonna be a lot of laughing, giggling, wonder <laughs> what what wondering behind walking behind the screen to giggle about something, you know, all that. Yeah, all the best moments from season two of Kids Cue the Music. Yeah, we hope you find it really funny. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun on Kids Cue the Music. Yeah. We aren't completely sure if we're gonna do a season three yet. Maybe you can let us know if I you think, think that we should. I feel like most people would want their more and I don't wanna I don't wanna quit on it. I I don't. Yeah, we need to take a little bit of a break over the summer, so we're going to take a break over the summer. We're we're going to be very busy over the summer. Yeah, we've got lots going on. We're traveling a little bit, and we yeah, camp and all that stuff. So we've got fun stuff going on, and it would be hard to keep the podcast going for the summer. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll we'll decide if we're going to keep doing it next year. You can let us know what you think. Yeah, but for now, we can switch to like one podcast a week. Well, that's what we do now. (laughs) For now, please. And for now, we're going to go through the top five moments yeah. of Kids Cue the Music, I'm, season oh, two. I forgot chirps again. Oh, no, not for the last one. Oh, boy. Can I run and get him? I think it's no, going to be no, okay no, without chirps. It's a, it, it's we'll bring lot. him in at the end to say goodbye. Yes. Okay. So let's... Post, you posted the picture of me and chirps. Right? Oh, I believe so. So we're going to go with our very first moment that was so great. And this is from episode number... One, actually, a season two, <laughs> musical storytelling with Ian Cusan. So this was internationally recognized composer Ian Cusan's very first composition, Invasion of the Ant Colony. And he told us all about his composition, Invasion of the Ant Colony. And it was a great moment. So we're going to listen to it here and you can tell us what you think. I would make little pieces up at the piano. Actually, it's funny. I have, I remember that one of the first pieces I wrote, it was called Invasion of the Ant Colony. And it was, <laughs> it was about like these little ants that were like, had a house. But then at the end, this giant human being came and like stepped on the whole ant colony. So there's like a, a part where you bang on the piano, which is like the footsteps. Yeah, I loved it. I, I did it all the time and just made up little tunes and songs and pieces and all kinds of stuff. Is there any recording or score that exists from this very first composition, Ian? Oh my gosh, I have a score and no recording, but I, I definitely have a score in my box of early scores. And I actually, I think I play, actually, I think I played it in a music festival. So I, I even performed that first piece. Very cool. I would love to hear it one day. What I'll share it. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think it sounds like, Sarah? I have no idea. That sounds very creative. It's it pretty fun. And early programmatic music. That's pretty fun. <laughs> do you remember that story? 
No, I don't actually. That conversation seems so long ago. I have forgotten all about that moment. Okay. That was moment number one. Totally funny. Wow. It was just so interesting. Like an ant colony and then footsteps (laughs) and a person coming and destroying it and how you would depict that on the piano. I would still really like to hear that piece of music. Okay. Probably like that. Yeah. Okay. Moment number two from, oh my goodness. Musical Terms Trivia Show. This is episode 10. And we interviewed... Oh, this is good. I, I, think, I, I think I know. And the man. And they went through so many bottles of clay. So we interviewed yeah, three probably, students. It's, it's, probably, it's probably that one. Well, we interviewed it three students. Like Nora, Vivian, and Mireille. The clip that we are, are going to listen to that we've chosen is... Lamentoso. Yeah. So it was defining musical terms and what we think. Oh, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't the clay one. Well, I thought actually... I mean, this episode is probably the funniest episode. If you have not listened to this episode, please or do. Even, yeah, or even if you have, go listen to it again. So this is episode number 10, the term Lamentoso. So the students that we were interviewing were taking their own, making their own spin on musical terms. The next term is Lamentoso. I think Lamentoso has lemon. Maybe on toast. So it's called it's lamentosa. It's lamin lamentoso. But lamin lamin toast like lamb and toast. Oh, it's a lamb on toast. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that, that's the one. <laughs> so, Mira, you think what does lamentoso mean to you? It makes me think of lamb, toast, and lemon. Like, those are the three things, the first things that come to my mind, lamb, toast, and lemons. Wait, no, lamb, toast, lemons, yeah. So it's going to be called a lamb and toast. Lamb and toast, so lamb, toast. No, no, lamb and toast, get it? Lamb, lamb and, and toast, because, oh, that makes sense. Lamb, lamb and toast. Okay, okay, okay. Lamb and toast. Guess what I'm, guess what I'm having for lunch? I'm having lamb and toast. Lamb and toast. Oh. I think it's Tea. like, oh, S- lemons. That you wear on your torso when you're singing. <laughs> when you're sleeping? When you're singing. When you're singing. Oh, tell us more about this, like, lemon. Is it like a vest of lemons? Maybe it's like... A, yeah, it's like you kind of like... A sweater. put a bunch of, like, you cut lemons in half and tape them onto, like, a <laughs> sweater or belt or something. Or whatever part your torso is in. And you would have, like, lemon juice. You would have, like... Lemonade. You would all like, over your clothes. Put it on your like, put it on a vest or something, and then you wear it for your concert. <laughs> so it's like a, a, a lemon concert gown mm-hmm. on your torso. Yeah. A lemon to- lemon toast. <laughs> That's a great definition. Okay, I know this guy. He ate things that nobody else has ever thought of eating. And one day he goes to make himself some toast. And he puts lemon on it. So now it's lemon toast. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. Okay, Zara, what do you think? I was thinking of lamb, of lamb, cause ah. it's pronounced lamb and toast. So I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe this guy, maybe a guy bought a lamb and put it on toast. No! <laughs> Do I want to put a lamb on toast? No, that'd be that'd be so rude. Okay. Some people eat uh, mutton, so yes, I, exactly. I, I don't lamb, even lamb is something that you can eat. 
so rude. So rude. Okay, so anyway, this guy bought a lamb, and the lamb was a magic lamb, and he wore a magic hat, and he drove around in a motorcycle. He was a cool rock star lamb who had a podcast on use as exact speaker. And that is a lamentoso. Is a lamentoso. Interesting. Okay. But, but the, the the toast thing was hilarious. I like the lemon on toast. That Thanks. is pretty great. Somebody okay, could probably like maybe squeeze a lemon and make it and like kind of use it as butter and put it onto the toast. And it, and when you take a bite of the toast, it would be like lemony toast. Have you ever had lemon on so- toast, Vivian? No. <laughs> But I like, bet it's amazing. You you would you would basically put with lemonade milk. on on toast and it would kind of like soak into the bread. That would, would be that would just make the bread soggy though. I know, yeah, I soggy, but but you'd have to eat it right lemonade. away so it doesn't get soggy. Lemon toast, so best eaten when not soggy, <laughs> fresh, best eaten freshly you, made. You would just okay. have to go. Do you want to hear the real definition of lemon toso? Mm-hmm. Lemon toso means to play something lamentingly or mournfully, like sadly. A lament. Do you know what what it means to lament? Oh, I actually just did that in class today. Really? Yeah, we played a very sad song. It was a lament. Yeah. And the way that you would play it would be lamentoso. Mm-hmm. Just sad, like total sadness. Total, total sadness. sadness. Yeah, very sad, yeah. It's not about lemons, but I wish it was. Maybe it's when they're. I don't even. I don't. When the I don't think I've ever had lemon, and I don't think I want. When the lemons are cut in half and they get sad, and the juice comes out and they cry, (laughs) then you play the piece lemon toast over them. That was a super funny and super fun episode to record. Do you remember doing that with all of those students? Yeah, it was really funny. And funny story. And I, 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 I kind of know Nora now because yeah. she's on my soccer team too. So awesome. Yeah. And you guys have that memory forever now. <laughs> so great. Number three of the top five moments of one? season two. Yeah, for sure. Episode 12, The Nutcracker. Dr. Lynn Quo. Yes. Behind the scenes secrets from the National Ballet of Canada. Do you remember f- recording this episode? Yes. It was very serious. Uh, Nobody survived the whole one. Well, I think I remember the really funny moment that she I, shared I, with us. I, I don't I mean, I mean, I do know which one it is, but yeah, this was a real, just listen. What's happening with the bears? This is special because our National Ballet of Canada production is the creation of James Kudelka. He's the former artistic director of National Ballet. So he created this version of the Nutcracker in 1995 for the National Ballet of Canada. And he's a genius. He added bears on rollerblades. He added a horse that comes in in Act 1. And people think it's a real live course. It's so realistic. But I tell you, from behind the scenes, you can go backstage and see that the horse is hung up at the end of the show on up on a rack. So it's not real. There are dancers inside the horse. But when it comes out, boy, you really do think it's real. Until it starts to start dancing. <laughs> Legs start flailing. Then you realize, wait a second, a horse can't do that. But it does look very real. So yes, there's bears on rollerblades. They're beautiful. They're really cute. And I don't really see this from the stage, but I can kind of sneak a glance. I've never seen the production myself either. The horse is great. And in the second act, when you have the dance of the Merlitons, you usually see oranges, right? You usually see uh, 
coffee is a dance, tea is a dance, traditionally a Chinese dance, things like that. There, there's definitely some variations on these themes in our production, and I think they're really fun. Actually, this production came out when Lion King was on stage. Do you know Lion King? I'm thinking of her. I've watched a little bit of it, but I, I, I know it. Yeah. So Lion King was a, a big musical, and Lion King was really cool because it had actors moving puppets. So imagine really large puppets playing lions and stuff. So around that time, the Nutcracker was created. So it was really influenced by that time. So it doesn't have puppets necessarily, but in the second act, we've got little chefs that come out and they're chasing a chicken, and it's really cute because the chicken is actually I'll, this is a little secret. The chicken is attached to one of the little chefs. So you imagine a boy running through the show with a big chef hat and is flopping on his head, quite a little bit fat, and he's carrying a, a beater. And a rolling pin and a whisk and things like this, and in with invisible wires on the, his, the back of his costume is a chicken that looks like it's chasing him, and so he's running away from the chicken. It's very cute. Yeah, so that that was a really funny moment. I thought from the Nutcracker, we definitely need to go see the Nutcracker sometime soon, maybe no. this year. Well, we can't now because it's not the winter. Yeah, but this winter coming up. Okay, number four of the top five moments of kids <laughs> music. Episode 15, a musician with many hats, El Tong, interviewing a music star. A movie star. star. It is very amazing. People like to think people go weird. Let's cue this up. <laughs> so, okay, getting back to the topic at hand. Alice, you were recently in a movie. Have you tell Yeah, like super cool. Which movie? Which movie? Mm-hmm. I know that you were playing your violin in it. Tell us everything, because this sounds so interesting. <laughs> Is it a scary movie? No, it wasn't, but it was an action movie. And it, it's called Red Notice. It starred Dwayne Johnson, or The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. I have no idea how I got so lucky to be a part of it. But the cool thing about COVID, not a lot of things are cool about COVID. But the one thing for us in Atlanta is that a lot of the stuff that filmed in LA came to Atlanta. And so suddenly... We had all these movie projects that were willing to try to keep things safe, but still film during COVID. And they were looking for people who were willing to come not only film with them, but live in a hotel with them where you can't leave the hotel except to go to set and then back. And so we call that the bubble. So I found out that this Netflix movie was looking for a band and that band had two violinists, a cellist, keyboard, guitar, and drums. And I I just applied randomly. I used some of my videos that I made for my YouTube project, Project Mainstream. So I went there with my violin. I was ready to stay for three weeks. And then they decided they needed us for five weeks. So we just lived in that bubble. I had to quarantine. I could not leave my hotel room for eight days. And then once we were done, we came out, we got onto set, and the first person I saw was The Rock. But the funny part is, it was The Rock and three of his body doubles. So for a while, I couldn't tell which one was him. I, was, I finally could tell because I figured out which one his mask was. But besides that, they were all super strong and bald and tattooed. <laughs> what do you mean The Rock? So The Rock is a, a former wrestler, I think, who became an actor. And he's in all these fun movies. He's in Jumanji. 
What else was he in? <laughs> I don't know. He's been in everything, but his like his stage name sort of is The Rock. Why? Because he's big and strong, like a rock. Yeah, he's, he looks like a rock. <laughs> and did you understand what Alice meant when she said body doubles? Can you tell us what a body double is? So in the movie, especially an action movie, the actor has to do a lot of cool, like jumping off of buildings or jumping onto a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Like in all superhero movies, there's superhero. Yeah. yeah. Like doing, doing yeah. stunts. Like in some movies, like in The Hobbit, I think, people were doing stunts in the building or something. The, the real actor couldn't do it, so another guy did it for him, I guess, and they made sure not to show his face. Yeah. So actually, in the scene that I'm in, which is a ballroom scene, The Rock and Gal Gadot are dancing together. I watched the film it because I was I was right there behind them, and it was not The Rock, <laughs> and it was not Gal. <laughs> it was it was their body doubles, and you can you know exactly which scenes they're from because you only see their feet or their backs, and You'll know, that's not them. <laughs> their body double. <laughs> because they didn't know how to dance as well as their body doubles, maybe? Yeah, or maybe they, if they would have had to be paid more or something to dance. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Such a funny story. So you're you're reflecting on the story, Zara, and wondering, what does she mean? Yeah. When Alice said that she met three different people who all look the same. So The Rock is the name of an actor. That's kind of like his stage name. He's like super strong. And he, when you do movies that have like really exciting scenes, maybe with like a chase in a car or like someone jumps off a building with a parachute or they're or like, like they're stunts, somebody. Then yeah, somebody I, I remember for The Hobbit, they, they had to get a different actor for Legolas because yes. the, 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 the actual actor couldn't do like cartwheels and stuff like that. Exactly. So <laughs> those <laughs> other, but they made sure they, they couldn't see his face. Yes. Those other people that are doing the stunts are called stunt doubles or body doubles. And they often look a lot like the actor. Sometimes so much so that you actually can't tell the difference. Wait, 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 wait. why isn't The Rock, like, doesn't he do the stunts? Well, sometimes actors do their own stunts. Sometimes they don't. It depends on how, how much experience you need with that kind of stunt, what kind of skills you would need. Sometimes they're capable of doing it and sometimes they're not. So I guess in that case... Why did he have two stunts? I have no idea why he had more than one. Maybe there was one stunt double who could do like cartwheels, another one who could do handstands or something. And so they oh, needed two different that, that reminds me. You know how at my school there's like a, this little squishy ramp and it's like blue, red, and yellow? Okay. I did a cartwheel during gym mm-hmm. uh, up up the ramp and the ramp just cuts off abruptly. But I, I, did, I did it and then I landed facing the ramp. Oh, and I did that like many times over and now I'm like a pro at it. Well, maybe you'll be a stunt double for someone someday. Or maybe you'll be an actor and you'll do your own stunts. I want to be an actor. I'm very good at acting. I think so. Okay. Number five. The, wait, is this... Uh, okay. This is three minutes long. And today we are going to be listening to episode 17, Introducing Zara Lane composer solo episode Zara finally gets piano and shares her compositions with the world yeah so this I mean this was a really special episode for me anyway there must have been a really because I hadn't really listened to you perform your compositions we have I, I keep to do another one like that 
I think we should. I, I, I've recomposed many of the songs. I guess that means that we're not ending the podcast, folks, because uh, yeah, there's because more episodes in our compositions. I, I, I have more composition. We have more to say. We have more to share with you. Yes. Okay. We're not- so we're going to listen to a clip from episode 17, which is, is probably the best one. It was a great episode. Introducing Sarah Lane, composer. It's just not really have a name. I just came up with it a few minutes ago because we were testing the mic and I got to play a few stuff. And this just randomly came. Okay, I'm playing it and it has the organ thing. The organ setting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's my song. It doesn't really have a name. This is really interesting. Is there anything that you want to tell us about it? I just came up with it on the spot a few minutes ago, and it's developed quite a lot. First, it's just like, it, it was, I think at first it was just like, but then I unmuted it because I kind of, yeah, I moved it because I didn't know where the keys were. I, I I don't really know how to play the piano, but I kind of do. So the thing that I noticed the most, Sarah, is that in your left hand, you played the same two notes over and over again. I don't know if you ever moved them. From yes, I never moved them. Yeah. And so in music, we call that actually a drone. Oh. <laughs> Usually a drone is held. Oh, you're giggly tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. Usually a drone is held solid, like sustained. Like a long drone. It could be. You could be like. So that's not quite a drone. A drone is when it's like it starts at the beginning and it goes throughout pretty much the whole song, and the, it doesn't just it doesn't move to different notes. Not really. So you sort of had two drones, a C and an E, in the bass, and you centered everything around them. Now, usually drones are sustained, and you don't like play them over and over. You kind of had like a pulsing. I wonder what that would be called. Like a heartbeat, but on the same note, almost an ostinato. Exactly. Zara, what do you remember about that composition? Nothing. Do you still play it? No. Well, it's good that we documented it. So now we can go back and, you know, play it out at some point. Okay, I think we should do it. Can we do one last episode of my compositions for this season? One last episode. I think, Please. you know what? That might be a great season opener for season three. I, I, It'll give you enough time yeah, to but really it, come it, up it, with it, the best ones. I, I know the best ones now. I want to do it. I, wa- I want to do it. Can we do it tonight? <laughs> We're not going to record it tonight. It's already seven o'clock. But I think what this means, folks, is we've we've worked through it. This is a good good way to process we're coming back. Season three is happening. There's no escaping. Okay. 
Zara is coming People, back. People, this is the big line of kids' good music that is going to be all over the internet. <laughs> kids' cute music was a great joy to make, and I think I should continue making it because Forever. I don't really want to. First of all, I used to be very annoyed. Like, mom would bring it up in the car, like, okay, Zara, we're going to do a, a podcast recording tonight. And we're like, oh, come on. I was planning on doing blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah. And now, I think I was having more and more fun each, each thing. And so now, I don't think I can stop doing it. This is my inspiring speech. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> this is a little embarrassing, actually. But I, I don't really want to stop doing the podcast. I just, I just can't stop. I don't know why. I don't, I feel guilty every time she brings it up. We should stop. You know what? I think we should pause and stop for a bit. And I just feel strangely guilty every time that that gets brought up. And so, Kids Kitty Music is coming back! That was really loud. And I guess, yeah, we're coming back for season three, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back with season three before you know it. But before we stop today, I think we need to play one last round of Opera or Cheese. 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 Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese? Okay, here we go. Zara, I get to choose. A- Are you going to read them? Uh huh. Okay, I will close my eyes. And the first one is. The first one is. Fly or sardo e. <laughs> that sounds like uh, cheese to me. Okay, you are correct. That one was a cheese, I was right? Yeah, you were right. Oh, great. Okay, round two. Les Troyans. I believe that's an <laughs> opera. <laughs> correct. Who is the composer, Zara? Berlois. Or Bel- Berlioz? Yeah. Where is it? There. Are. Oh, yeah, Berlioz. Okay, and number three. Brulat Savarin. Sounds like a cheese. Why does it sound like a cheese to you? Because it starts with the word brat, and that sounds German. No, it's brillat, oh, not brat. Still sounds like German. <laughs> sounds still sounds like German cheese or Italian cheese or something. What is it? I gotta admit that you are right, right, right. I got it right. Three out of three. Wow, that's amazing. Cheese opera, opera, cheese opera or cheese. Well, that's a wrap for Kids Cue the Music, folks. Thanks so much for listening. That was season two. We'll see you again soon for season three. You guys, if you really love our podcast, you don't need to wait. You can keep listening to the same episodes over and over and over again. And I'm sure by the time, by the time you're tired of it, we'll start doing new podcasts. And we might, I think we might do some, we might, I think we'll, we'll be, we'll do like the book reading thingy this summer. Oh my goodness. Yes. I have a great book reading episode in my head still because there are a number of books that have been I don't really, I, I, written that we need to read. Could we do something? So you mean could, reading wait. the books together like as a family on Facebook well, Live? You know how I don't we used to do that? Do that. I, I, yeah. I, I, I know, chaotic could, and could, disgusting. Could, could we do something else like that though? Maybe. 
like, but not, but not reading books. Like I think something. we need to have a meeting about this, Sarah, like off camera. So that's a wrap for this yeah. season of Kids Cue the Music. We hope to see you back for season three, which will drop in September. Have a great day, everyone. See you next time on Kids Cue the Music. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music. I'm Zara Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Cue the Music. music.